<laughs> JK, regular podcast episode live, because we don't understand technology. Hashtag live. Hashtag fanfic. Hashtag why not. Hashtag Bill O'Reilly. It's Riley with two L's. Uh, I mean, he got fired and and he got sued. So, yeah, that's two L's. (laughs) Okay. Who fucking cares? Okay. SM. (laughs) Fuck it. We'll do it live. I love that. All right. All right. All right. All right. Oh, I should play the music again. Well, shit. All right. Let me get that pulled up again. Hello there, SMFF Nage. Welcome to the world's most dysfunctional podcast. We don't know how to operate technology. Between the two of us, we uh, have been in college for over a doctorate's worth of amount of time, and we'll have a lot of education, and uh, to hell if we knew how to do technological things. So here we are. I'm now understanding why Zoom has been like the predominant force for everybody's communication, because it's just like, turn it on and go. What? What? Skype? You can't... What? What? Whatever. It's, it's fine. bad. I I literally feel like an old head right now, like not knowing how to work the technology, but here we are. Yeah, I feel like you need, to, you need to be some sort of like IT specialist to get this done. This is, this is outrageous. No, dude, you know what's ridiculous? I, uh, when I, when I w- went to Christmas, my uncle was like, my uncle who's uh, just turned 40, he's like, yeah, my second oldest, who's like 10, um is you know wants to be a youtuber when he grows up and i was like oh oh no you failed as a parent no and uh when i asked him like the kid he's like i don't want to be a youtuber i want to be this and it was like something else that was basically just youtuber and like he had he had his own gopro he has like a a hoverboard i want to (laughs) i want to be a butt influencer yeah basically (laughs) so like these kids know how to do it we're just stupid dude like like we grew up like playing with abacuses. I had an abacus as a kid. We had abacuses. We had those those video nows where you had like that one tiny disc and you're like, no, 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 no. We don't know how to do this. We're too old for this. I'm getting too old for this shit. I feel confident that we we can we can we can figure it out. If I devote the rest of my life and I just I I I have to get rid of some other new information. So if I force out of my mind who Lil Nas X is, then I can replace that with how to run a live stream. <laughs> And then I'll we'll figure it out. See, I would. I want to replace with who um, Lil Uzi Vert is, but he did just get a diamond he, implanted to his forehead, yeah, so I can't, can't do he's, that. He's a uh, he's too good to deny right now. You can't look away. I I legally cannot forget him if I wanted to, if I tried. Um, but that's okay. Who cares? You know, uh, uh, fuck it. You'll remember him. You know, I mean, that's pretty much it right now. Uh, well. Hello, thank you for joining us. I, I hope everyone is is having a good night as we're recording at night. Good thing it's not like three in the morning like we've done before. Um, but Ryan, I think, is finally on a regular schedule, and Alex. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a regular you know, schedule. Just, just who cares? Figure it out. Yeah. Grade some papers later. And do this. This is what matters. There are literally like two times a week that I actually have to be someplace at a certain time. Uh, 
Like literally. So whatever. Who cares, dude? Um, are you the other person watching? Are we watching our own stream or am I watching it and it's someone else there are here? Two That's what I want to know. Viewers. Are you watching? No, I have the stream information up, but I'm not watching it. Well, look at that. Well, whoever the second watcher is, hello. We hope you're having a good night. Thank you for joining us. You get all our attention right now. If you want to say something in the, the live chat, I we do, would love it I if you did. If not, I'm looking at the chat right now. Oh, you can see the chat. Okay, well, I have it pulled up so I can manage it if need be. But There's a lot of pressure. Okay. That's a lot they're of pressure on the anything. person who's watching because they're like, now I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm forced. Like we are kind of we just like pretty much said something to them, and now we're looking. I'm like, so you gonna say something or GTFO? You know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be a lot cooler if you did say something. You know, it's sort of like that. I don't know. Anyways, hello everyone. Um, it's episode sixty, and it's live. And I guess that's what's mm-hmm. special about it. Uh, if you see me looking down, it's it's because I was looking at my phone. I have I have a. Uh, an interesting article that I want. This is the opening topic that I wanted to read. Are you ready, yes. Ryan? Wondrous. I also want to preface uh, for when everyone listens to this later. Now that we're doing it live, all, all editing has just gone out the window. So uh, you're going to hear a lot more ums, a lot more of me going, so, uh, or also, we're, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Um, we're exchanging so. all forms of, uh, like, audio integrity and, and, a, and, a, and a pleasant experience for the interactivity you get with watching it live. So if you think the quality is awful, then you have the ability to now go and tell us live in real time how much we suck. So I think that's a, I think that's a, a, a much better trade-off. I think what you lose in terms of enjoyment, you can gain in terms of, you know, just being able to take us down and destroy us. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can literally hurt our feelings in real time. And quite frankly, I'm a glass plane ready to get and I, i'm an I open book wait. like whatever criticism you give me i will almost immediately apply it a hundred percent if you think my voice is too low I'm, I'm raising it i'm shooting up the octaves immediately so get the product that you want whatever into the live stream and and, and 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 get what you want yeah whatever criticism you give me i'm going to internalize and i'm going uh to take personally so i i'd love it if you just took a big old dump on my chest word Big word. Okay, so you want to guess where the, the article's from? I'd Pop love it if you sugar did. Or Mashable or BuzzFeed. You're so close. Uh, wh- I want to give you two more chances because you can get it. <sighs> Those are really the ones. I, 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 there's another one that I, I can't remember the name of right now that we always go to. Our favorite website. Come on. It's not a, a glorified blog or anything. Give it to me. The Mary oh, Sue. Man, this is we haven't heard. Uh, take it away. So this is the title of this is the fan fiction take that enraged the internet Love by it. Chelsea Steiner on January seventeenth at seven fifty seven a.m. That's like a Sunday morning post. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. You ready? Yep. <clears throat> wait, wait, do you think that they do you think that they set fan it up fiction. as like an auto release or do you think they were like hammering away on the keyboard throughout the night and just finally got it through the deadline for the sunday above the fold page i think it was an auto release but they tried to make it look organic so they said it three minutes before 8 a.m i think that's what it was i think it's what it was fan fiction we read it we write it we share it well and we one love of four. it but like most things online it is often subject to the most brutal of hot takes engineered to incite a passionate response 
This was the case with a now viral Twitter thread from author R.S. Benedict, who decided that this was the week to burn fan fiction to the ground. Also viral, it has 777 hearts, 138 comments. I wouldn't call that viral. We don't necessarily sit on a very high tower. We're living in a glass house right now with our two viewers, and one of them's you. Just saying. Nope, it's just one viewer. The other one went, oh, there's two back. Hey, what's back? You left, and now you're back. What's up? Anyways, in a lengthy thread, Benedict wrote, it's incredibly bleak how many contemporary aspiring writers cut their teeth on fan fiction, a form that actively teaches you to write worse. She goes on to write, controversial take, low effort, formulaic, lowest common denominator writing is bad, actually. Um... Okay, another thing she said is, but, quote, but some published writers start with fanfic. Yeah, E.L. James and Cassandra Clare. They're fucking terrible. This is Ruth uh, R.S. Benedict's words, not mine. Uh, quote, but fanfic is often queer. Great, but did you know that queer literature exists outside of fanfic? It's a lot more meaningful to read legitimate queer stories and to mash your plastic action figures together. <laughs> All right. I mean, first I off. Mean, got them. <laughs> props got em. off. <laughs> props for that insult because that was pretty fucking good. Um, here's my question, and I mean this, and I, I would I would legitimately like someone to answer it for me. I, I'm not trying to sound ignorant. How many uh, queer individuals extensively read, you know, this queer canon of literature she's talking about? She's not talking about modern like YA that includes queer characters. She's talking about like old head ass queer uh, writings that, that there's just like a canon. She she gets more into it. If anything, the popularity of fanfic has served to erase meaningful queer literature. Queer kids shouldn't learn. I feel, you know, she's saying it, so I'm quoting her. I feel bad saying queer this many times uh, because, you know, now it's apparently a pejorative. So, like, I'm not trying to, like, be rude about it, but I'm just I'm quoting someone. So if anything, the popularity of fanfic has served to ease meaningful queer literature, erase meaningful queer literature. Queer kids shouldn't learn what it means to be queer by reading recycled Disney IP. You have a lineage. Queers shouldn't Study learn how to be queer by reading about queer people being queer. Queer. Yeah. Also, you have a lineage. Study it. Honor your ancestors. Yeah, dude. The fuck? Kill your I, I don't know. I just... If you have to. Yeah. IMO arguing that women need fan fiction is profoundly misogynistic. I'm a woman, and I can read and write actual stories. I don't need training wheels. Well, guess what, R.S. Benedict? We've seen the censuses. It's like 90% women, so they don't need it. They prefer it. Like, I don't... What's wrong with someone reading something they want to read? You know what I mean? It's like the dumbing down. It's like, wow, we should technically prevent people from watching reality TV, but we don't, because what's wrong with them just watching what they want? If it contributes to the downfall of society. I mean, yeah, it's uh, A&E and TLC and MTV and VH1. They're making millions of dollars off of that, so they're not going to stop. And people keep watching. If people actually cared, they wouldn't be watching. But they, they don't, and so they're watching Snooki have her 18th baby. Like, I mean, that's it. I, I I can't stop you from doing it. And that's, you know, I guess that's the bad thing about living in a free and democratic society. I can't stop you from making a bad decision or making a, a decision I disagree with. So, like, I don't know who she is to be policing what people read. I don't know. I don't care if you're an author. Like, okay. You had a publishing house that has a monopoly on storytelling 
tell you that you're legitimate by publishing books that an editor had time to look over and privileging you over people who didn't have the opportunity to submit their manuscripts. Okay. Like, you know, there's like a gatekeeper that chooses those things. All right. No, that makes those legit. Hey, that makes those legit. (laughs) Just because those people in that office building say it's good, that means it's legit. Yeah, and you know, all those office buildings are located in Manhattan, and none of the people in Manhattan are out of touch. None of the people in Manhattan are northeastern elites that don't know what it's like to live in the rest of the look, country. Look That's at me. I'm as down, down, down on, to earth dude. as they come. In my, in my, in my liberal elite <laughs> ground floor apartment. <laughs> More likely for people, uh, homeless people, to break in and be crazy. So good for you. Gotta stay connected. Gotta, gotta um, stay real. Gotta be humble. Is... Yeah, <laughs> yo, gotta be humble. Uh, Benedict's thread is, of course, filled with snobbish assumptions that fanfic and the people who consume it about fanfic and the people who consume it. It perpetuates a stereotype that fanfic is somehow beneath published literature, and that it makes writers worse. Yes, there are fanfic authors like Fifty Shades of Grey's E.L. James who are objectively bad writers. Okay, Mary Sue. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everyone who works for the Mary Sue isn't. <laughs> hey, these people are objectively bad writers. Oh, R-I-G-H-T-E-R-S. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but since when has bad writing been a barrier to financial or commercial success? I love the whole like idea of of this like bad writer take, which is like, yeah, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not trying to say there's no such thing as objectivity, but I'm saying like, you know, <laughs> wrestling. A lot of people watch wrestling and they know it's fake or they know it's bad or they know it's campy or cheesy, but they like it. So like, does that make it bad? You know what I mean? I mean, how many times have I watched The Room in my life? Upwards of a dozen. And objectively, it's a bad movie. Does that mean it's a bad movie? Not to me. I love that thing. I don't, you know, I think this is kind of the, the, the thread we're always touching on the show. Um, continue the article. I would point Benedict to countless films, television series, and novels that are widely popular despite legitimately, quote, bad acting, writing. And the critique that fan fiction is formulaic is the same insult leveled at, quote, lowest common denominator genres like romance novels and YA books or any genre with a vast readership, especially if that readership is comprised of marginalized groups. Benedict's thread goes on to claim that queer fanfic draws readers away from legitimate queer stories, an assertion that is impossible to prove wait, 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 and deeply so wait, wait. ignorant. Wait, so Benedict fan fiction... is the writer of this article or this person's critiquing Benedict's article? This person is critiquing okay. Benedict's I was about article. to say, like, now Benedict's saying, like, oh, yeah, and of the published stuff that's legit, half of it's garbage anyway. It's like, what? No, 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 no. Does this person agree with Benedict that um, fan fiction is bad? That's my question. I thought Benedict was the author of this article this whole time. No, Benedict is the, tweet, the, the tweeter who is a published author. So then the author of this article literally hasn't done anything except recap someone like it's not this isn't even like an article this is just like hey hey i I read something on twitter and and they said this and then and then they said this and then they said this um have you ever been on cnn or fox or msnbc that's all anyone does any like today they find a tweet and then the writer reacts to it this is mary sue writers react to bad tweets this is (laughs) what we're reading right now Basically, yeah, I'm 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 pulling up the jo- the 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 article so the listener doesn't have to. And then we are reading it, and then providing a lens to which to view it. So you are getting like ten degrees of separation from Benedict Humperdinck's original tweets. Please continue. 
we're reacting to this author reacting to R.S. Benedict reacting to fan fiction, which is also a reaction to the IP. Does that work? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that counts. That, that is under our jurisdiction. That tracks for me, quite frankly. Uh, Benedict's thread goes on to claim that queer fanfic draws readers away from, quote, legitimate queer stories, an assertion that it is impossible to prove and deeply ignorant. Queer fanfiction allows fans to elevate the subtext and to explore fantasies and relationships that have been, long been cultural taboos, and it's hardly a new phenomenon. Fanfiction, and erotic fanfiction, at that has existed for centuries. I don't know about that, Mary Sue, but centuries. okay. Her point also ignores the financial realities that many queer folks find themselves in. Not all of us can afford to purchase new books, not to mention the countless numbers for whom discretion means survival. You can always close the tab on queer fanfic online, but the discovery of a queer book or magazine by an unwitting family member can have disastrous consequences for closeted people. Online writing and discourse allows a level of safety and anonymity that closeted queer people need. Furthermore, reading and writing fanfiction isn't a zero-sum game. As any TMS author can tell you, our love of fanfic does not preclude our love of reading, anything, and everything else. For many people, reading and writing fanfiction is a gateway to writing professionally, a safe space to explore your creative impulses without judgment or a hefty tuition fee. Many published authors took Benedict to task for her unfounded criticism of the genre. Says Leah Johnson, this is an almost comedically bad take, but all I'm going to say is from bestsellers and award winners to sleeper hits and quiet releases, a lot of your faves started out by reading and writing fanfiction. Some of my AO3 bookmarks would body your literary fictions, darling. Stop it. Um, she, this same lady keeps going on. Um, Y'all going to play in my face like Shakespeare wasn't the godfather of the AU? Like Milton wasn't writing fanfic of the literal Bible? Like Dumas didn't straight tell you girls that he ripped off another writer because he wanted the Three Musketeers to have some more adventures? Victoria Aveyard? She's, she has a blue check mark, so she's legit. I didn't have access to creative writing classes as a teenager, so my first experiences with fiction, feedback, and most importantly, getting the confidence to show my writing came from fan fiction. I guess I'm sorry my five bestsellers have made the world so bleak for you. Mason Downey. Fan fiction teaches you to write worse. It is like saying keeping a sketchbook actively hurts your ability to draw. Lamau. Practicing your preferred art form for fun is a bad idea, actually. End quotes. Um, this one's just Brandon. I think it's Brandon Oh my god, Tyler. Brandon Tyler. I don't know who it is. I started with fan fiction. Shut the fuck. You don't know who that is. I started with fan fiction. Writing fan fiction and reading romance novels taught me more about writing than my MFA program. And, like, I am not remotely a unique case. Lemafau. What a clown take. Honestly, fan fiction, is there anything more powerful than realizing as a young black homosexual that you no longer have to read or write about straight white people? Sksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksksk
Let me finish the article and then I think we can, or we got like one more paragraph left. I would like to propose something radical in 2021. I, fuck any argument that is like, it's the current year. (laughs) Get it together. I hate it. I hate it. Do you think, do you think people ever, you know, know, we could use that in reverse where it's like, someone's like putting you down or like, you know, something happens like, wow, uh, you know, I can't figure out live stream. Live streaming sucks. Well, it's only 2021. So, I mean, we got a lot of time until it gets better. You think people were like, like, hey, I'm I'm sick of dying of polio. And you're like, well, it's 1934. Like, what what do you expect? It never works in reverse. It's only like, it's 1934. We should have flying cars. Yeah, I, I just, I, I hate the whole, like, it's the current year. Guess what? We perceive time chronologically. Things don't move that way. Really sorry. Like, it's not like, Oh, by 2050, this should be happening because I'm, it's 2050. I'm, That's not how humanity works. I'm going to start using it. I'm going to start using it. Oh my it, god! Using it reverse. They'd be like, "Wow, like we can't we can't practice, and, <laughs> you know, celebrate fan fiction the way we want to." I'm like, "Yeah, it is 2021. Maybe by 2030. It, it, but it is 2021. Keep that in context. It's only 2021." Hey, guess what? Sorry, I just want to have a robot that I can have sex with. Yep. But it's only 2021. So when it gets to 2030, I'll be having sex with robots, and you're going to be robophobic. Sorry, liberals. Like, is that what is that what you want me to start saying? Like, I don't know. Like, I just hate that argument. That's just like this is nothing to do with the article. It just has a pet peeve of mine of like by by looking at the year, there's like some expectation that things should be different. We're gonna achieve equal like, rights in 2021, February 10th. There it is. Where are they? Where are they? Yeah, it's um exact. Excuse me, excuse me. But when I turned 18, I said that by 2021, February 10th, we should have equal rights. Okay. Okay, people, this is what I said, so why isn't it happening? Like, All right, fin- finish this article. What is We're it? like 10 know. miles off track. We are so far off. I would like to propose something radical in 2021, all caps. Let people like the things they like. I agree with you on this. Unless those things are Nazism or animal cruelty or a violent insurrection to overthrow the government, you're really leaning heavy on one side there. Uh, people should be free to enjoy what they like without guilt or judgment. I can't stand gory horror films. You said animal cruelty, Nazism, but not As children. Animal, animal cruelty you didn't say children. is bad, right? But like, it does seem kind of out of place. Like, he's in, like, my favorite colors are red, white, blue, and magenta. It's like you you had a trend going, regardless of what we agree with, and then you just come out way out of left field. Animal, animal cruelty. It's literally is bad. like. It, it, <laughs> It's literally like, I hate Republicans, people who are mean to animals, <laughs> Republicans, and people who are mean to animals. And it's like, dude, bro, what the, what the fuck? All right. People should be free to enjoy what they like without guilt or judgment. I can't stand gory horror films, but I don't begrudge those who do. Let people live their damn lives. I mean, honestly, if someone else's yes. passion is ruining your life, you need to take a long, hard look at the way you live. And they end it with a gift from Bob's Burgers. What kind of maniac wakes up an hour early to write ironic fan fiction? And then I think it's Tina goes, me. I mean, that was heinously unfunny, but it's 2021. We're not supposed to have humor yet. I don't know what humor yeah, yeah. is. It's 2021. Maybe we'll get yeah. it in 2025. Oh, you're holding Nelly. I see now. I'm sorry. I was reading. I was. Oh, We're way past the watching girl. the live stream. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm not live. That's the issue. Now I'm live. We did go down to zero viewers for a second. So what, do we, what do we think? What do we think about this this writer trying to take a dump on fan fiction? Well, it's two separate things, right? Benedict, terrible. Hate that take. Awful. Um, this person, uh, good. Good. Good Good for them. Whoever Who's the writer this of this Mary Sue article is. Good for them. 
they go oh, again. I they go you, a little off you. the rails. At See the what end, I think is, but you know, I agree. Like I agree with their main point, which is let people like what they like. Like why you got to be up yeah. in someone's business? And you know, it is it is a good thing. Fan fiction is a good thing. It's a great opportunity for people to write for all of the reasons that were expressed. So I mean, we've already hit on all that. Yeah. We should write an article to submit it to Mary Sue and see if they can pick it up. I don't know why they wouldn't. See, what I think is interesting is, like, if your take is let people like what they like, is – does this train of thought go along with that, which is let people dislike what they dislike? Is that the same thing? I, I think I think the idea of let pe- – it's allow people to like what they like means, like, don't infringe your dislikes upon like don't don't like you know like push your negative yeah. opinions well, first on off people. first off you're not letting anybody like or dislike anything it's so true. fuck off on that one you can't tell me to like or dislike anything i'm gonna i'm gonna have interests of my own and i don't really care what you say hey sorry just keep going i just want i, I want to throw that I guess out it's there more of like a call to be like no more negativity around things people like like, this is a take that is not adding anything. Like, as they say, a lot of the arguments have no base or foundation. Yeah. It is literally just an antagonizing statement for clicks or whatever. But it's it's literally, like, by saying that, it's like, if you just ran into a room and said all that, everyone would be like, okay, cool. Uh, what does that mean? You know? They're just trying to, you know, troll people or antagonize them or just pick a fight or... I don't know. Make people feel bad. Like, wait, what is why? Why be so negative about something that was literally not doing anything to anyone? Maybe, maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they need. There's context to the situation. Address that. Don't like have this weird, unwanted aggression towards something that is just is just out there. That's what I take from like let let people like what they like. But it's an interesting idea. To let people dislike what they dislike. <laughs> like it, it's okay if you hate fan fiction. You gotta be okay with that. But I'm not. And, yeah. I, and I'm not gonna. I'm so not gonna jump so down saying... your throat telling you that it's amazing. Just like yeah. you shouldn't jump down mine and tell me that it sucks and like everyone who does it is an idiot and like wasting their time. So even though we seem to be very favorable of the Mary Sue with this one, I'm always going to take every opportunity I can to them. attack yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to dunk on them. So the, my question would be, it's literally like uh, R.S. Benedict goes, I don't like said thing. And then the Mary Sue goes, oh, Yeah. Well, I don't like that you don't like said thing, so I'm going to write a whole article about it. And it's like, if your argument is, you know, live and let live, are you living and let living by defending this thing that she's not living and let yeah. living? You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm asking from it, a purely a intellectual point. standpoint. It's a good point. Where do it's we It's like you're that? calling out somebody for having an overtly negative, you know, like opinion yeah. or statement, but you're also having a negative opinion statement towards it. Like you're pretty much like, taking their position in the reverse against them so yeah it's like the it's like the south park episode let's all get together and make bullying (laughs) kill itself it's like (laughs) exactly exactly but i think yeah the idea is like this had a very negative tone to it and it's just about positivity man like yeah dunk on fan fiction all day but be positive i mean again if people like it who cares yeah I feel like instead, because because you know the, the whole all Twitter, and I know we're on it. We're on it because if we weren't on it, we wouldn't have an audience, and we barely have one. So Jesus. thank God we're on it. But all of Twitter, all the internet, 
isn't let me give you this like actual respectful and nuanced opinion and like let me actually like responsibly tell you how i feel it's um i'm reacting to what you said and you're going to be impulsively reacting to what i said and guess what we're all going to get clicks and that's going to build our clout and twitter's going to like it because they're going to make money and so it's like you know, if if the Mary Sue was really trying to practice what they preach, the article, I, in my opinion, should not have been so accusatory or attacking R.S. Benedict or saying like, uh-uh, it's 2021. The article should have been, this is what she said. I'm reporting on it because that's what they claim they do when they just read. I mean, yeah, that is tweets. technically what they did. It was a word-for-word word recounting of what was said. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's literally just recount. There, it, <laughs> there was nothing transformative, really, about what they said, first off. Um but I, I would say in my, my critique, my opinion as not a journalist, because quite frankly, I hate them, it would be uh, it, it would be, you know, as a community, as a fan fiction community, I don't think we should be reacting negative to negatively to this individual. I would like it if we could try to show them positive ways that it is it has it impacted people's lives instead of attacking them. You know, I, you know, catching more flies with sugar than vinegar. If she says, you know, fuck you, fan fiction's awful. You don't have to say like, oh, fuck you back. All you have to say is like, hey, guess what, R.S. Benedict? I lived in a rural area. I did not have the opportunity to buy queer fiction growing up. I didn't have the money. My parents weren't supportive. And that was the only thing that helped me figure myself out. So I appreciate your opinion. However, I just have to disagree because it really did help me. I think that's the right way to go about doing things. I don't think the right way about going, you know, the right way to go about doing things is, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, guess what, bitch? Like, yeah, like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then, like, you like, that's my criticism. Comes I mean, there were some of those tweets that they captioned that were very much like that. So there were people out there, but we can't really hold Mary Sue writers to the standards that we want to see in the world. I mean, there's, it's. No, I can't. No, no, no. I can't hold them to that because they curated the tweets they were going to put yeah. in their article. Well, yeah. And so, so I can't hold some of those tweets were good. There were hundreds of there were hundreds of replies. They well, could have picked that's better what I'm Some of those tweets actually were pretty nuanced. It's like, oh, here's my situation. Here's here's how it went down. So I still felt they. I I personally feel like those the tweets they chose because I, I didn't read all of them. Obviously, I still feel like a lot of them were reactionary and impulsive and may yeah. not have been very constructive. Yeah. I could be wrong. I mean, the whole original argument. I think the whole original argument by I, Benedict not constructive at all. No, not at all. It's it's a very well. Okay, so what I will say is is Benedict. Uh, I would say is a reflection of a institutional gatekeeping idea behind literature, and I've I've had this experience with um, you know the program the program that I'm in where you know we're doing we're doing writing and I hear people and it is it is this classic like middle school writing which like English academics love which is like all description. And every single thing has to be a simile or a metaphor or imagery. And like after a while, you just get overwhelmed by the curtains being so goddamn blue. And then you get overwhelmed by everyone saying, I love that the curtains reflected the sad tone of the author. Like I just you know, after a while, you don't I, I feel like the craft doesn't have to be that way. And in my opinion, the people who are too snobbish about literature are focused on things like that. And I don't know if the purpose of writing should really be the way you tell it, but instead the message and the way it makes you feel. That's the way that I look at writing. And if someone is writing a piece of fan fiction with an IP that's not their own, but it resonates with people and it makes them feel a certain way and they remember it and it maybe even you know changes their life in some way, that's way more important to me than whether or not they used you know, classic literary tropes and whatever the fuck else. That's my take. That's fair. That's fair. I would have a nice, nuanced, and, and balanced response to that, but it's 2021, so maybe next year. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Maybe. You'll have one by 2023. <laughs> Fuck you. 
Um, okay, Mary Sue, I hope we dunked on you hard enough this time because we always try to, but whatever. Um, should we move on to the fanfic? Let's. Let's. Let's see. Uh, uh, what is this? Oh, Jesus. I do think that the two people watching this stream are just me and you, because through all our goading, there have been no, there have been absolutely no comments. Yeah, no, it's just us, bro. Who cares? I'll put it on the, maybe, you know, the thing is, this is the first one. No one knew we were going to do it. We didn't know we were going to do it. So, so maybe if we, I'm, I'm pretty fine with it. If we put it up on the, um, the hosting website and we you know um advertise that we have like a regular time that we do this maybe people will start listening tune in it's wednesdays at okay are you ready yeah, i'm ready <sighs> i'm not going to tell you the um title because it'll ruin the surprise of what we're doing um, I will just start reading. I'll tell you it's on fanfiction.net by the writer EK01 to zero, not a, an O, like an alphabet O. And um, it is a YN, so I'm going to put your name in it, Ryan. How's that? I love it. Okay. And what's up, Doc? The tall rabbit asked as soon as he walked into the WB Studios office. I'm here for the uh, job. He replied, feeling pretty euphoric at the sight of seeing your all-time favorite cartoon character. Oh, the new Intwine, Bug smiled. I'm sure you know me from my past work. Of course, you exclaimed, hugging the rabbit. Your cartoons are awesome. I love them all. Nighty Night Bugs, watery, Water Every Hair, Space Jam, they're all great. Well, tanks, Bugs replied, chuckling. So glad I hired you. You've got spunk, kiddo. Now, we'll start off with a toe or the lot. And uh, after that, you want to maybe go someplace nice? Sure, you smiled, then started to feel a little oh, no. awkward. Did Bugs Bunny just ask me out, <laughs> you pondered? And Cut into the chase so fast. Bugs Bunny's like, yeah, why don't we yeah, take this meeting uh, up in time. my hotel room? <laughs> how, how about we uh, we play with my carrot? Um, so yeah, uh, here's the title, Looney Tunes one-shots. These are all just one-shots of Looney Tunes characters. <laughs> with with uh like Looney Tune X reader, <laughs> yeah, all of them. Um, you were just a regular black cat walking through the romantic streets of Paris. Suddenly, <laughs> and suddenly, you wake up and you're in the body of Albus Dumbledore. Um, suddenly, without any warning, something wet covers most of your back. I don't like this. You look up. It's white paint from some guy painting a building. He looks down at you and exclaims in a stereotypical French fashion, Socle bleu, les femmes sont que. Pretty much everyone around you runs away at a moment's notice. You wonder how this could get any worse, until it does. Bonjour, mon amour femme, a, scare, a male skunk exclaims, rushing over to squeeze you and cover you with smooches. You run from the skunk, hiding within a rose bush, highly convinced that he's gone. That one rose wilting in front of your face tells you otherwise. He's there, a massive oh, grin God. upon his face. Ah, yes, it is as the playwright Shakespeare said. What's in the names at which we call a rose by any other name would smell that sweet. 
The skunk sighed, leaning in closer to give you another kiss. You gag. He smells horrible, but also feels kind of nice. He does have a very attractive appearance, despite his terrible accent. Oh, monsieur, you, you le sigh. Comme pepe, s'il vous plaît, mon cher ami, le ende. That, that was it. That one is literally titled Pepe Le Pew X <laughs> Cat the Reader. Cat the Reader. <laughs> wow, that was, uh, that was awful. That was, I mean, that was terrible. I, I'm not going to lie. That, 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 that one, the first one was good. The second one was, a little was, was just not good and yeah. not enjoyable in the slightest. All right. Number three. You loved him so much, yet were afraid to tell the others. <laughs> hey there, Marvin. You calmly spoke, approaching <laughs> the black mouthless alien. <laughs> you want to tell me what's happening? The alien gazed upwards at you with large, <laughs> sad eyes. Uh, apparently, uh, according to the interwebs, I am the least favorite little loony to tune Marvin sobbed. Oh, don't be so sad, you responded, moving closer and wrapping an arm around the alien. People like you. Really? Marvin asked, feeling less saddened. Oh, joy! Of course, you responded, then whispered, You're actually talking to one of them. <laughs> Marvin's skin was completely ebony, but you could now see the faintest blush on his face. End. <laughs> Hey, plenty of people want to finger blast you. One of them's one of them's standing <laughs> right in front of you now. Someone wants to get shot by your ray gun. Who's got Fourth two one. thumbs and wants to get shot by sky. that ray gun, huh? This guy. Ah. You flew around in the sky, not a care in all the world. Eventually, that flying made you a little tired, so you decided to perch oh, on boy. a bird feeder. Little did you know, at the bottom of the bird feeder was a large black cat, black and white cat with a red nose. He clambered up the pole, which held the bird feeder upright, licking his lips viciously. Learn a lot, he spoke in a lispy voice. Oh, one rothery chicken. Blam! Salad sandwich. The cat fell onto the ground. You turned to notice that your savior was a small yellow canary holding an enormous mallet. <laughs> well there, fellow buddy between Bethlehem. He spoke, in the, he spoke in the cutest little voice you'd ever heard. You are white? Uh, yeah, you replied. I, lo- wait, so I, lo- I love that, I love that oh. reading because it sounds like Tweety Bird is played by Tweety Bird, but I am being played by, like, Kristen Stewart. I mean, hey, you are white? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your name? Yeah. That, that, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, goody God, you're not hurt. Tweety smiled. You better watch where you fly or else that putty tattle get you. I noticed, you chuckled. I'm Ryan. Who are you? I'm Tweety, the little bird happily chirped. Say, you want to perch on that bird breath over there? Sure thing, you replied. I've been migrating, and I could use a nice shower. Kristen Stewart, I'm sure, could use a nice shower. This is, so, yeah, this is even exact more like call, call back to the first episode. I'd be like, you want to go hang out on that bird bath? And you're like, oh, my God, is Tweety Bird asking me out? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to have sex with a bird? Um, author note to some people. Yeah, I know Tweety kind of sounds like, oh, well, what's this? But he's a sweet little bird. And his cartoons were made years before that furry weirdness. Don't take the way I spelled out his speech patterns the wrong wait, wait. way. Tweety bird Furries. sounds like what? I don't know. They were they're basically trying to say, like, Tweety Bird isn't some, like, weird, like, goth, rar, I mean, means I love you in dinosaurs sort of thing. I did not. I did not. I did not take it that uh, way. I think that's what they were saying. Um, <laughs> kaboom! Elmer Fudd was busy chasing Bugs Bunny through the woods yet again. Of course, Bugs always got his man, and that left Elmer feeling somewhat dissatisfied. Ooh. 
You were there as well and were there to comfort him when his plans backfired in his face. Literally, I mean, his whole face was black with gunpowder. Ah, Jed, you all right, Elmer? You asked. Yeah, exactly. It's like no one, absolutely no one, and then it just shows Justin Trudeau in blackface. I have not, I have not seen that. <laughs> I'll have to see if I can find it. Oh fuck! Okay, <clears throat> you all right, Elmer? You asked. <laughs> oh, I can never catch that Don, Mister Wabbit. Elmer sighed, seated on a log. You giggled a little at what you thought you were going to do next. You might not have caught a wabbit, you told him, but you've got me. You replied, putting a set of rabbit ears on and jumping into Elmer's arms. Are you carrying rabbit ears in your pocket, Ryan? That's weird. Uh, he laughed his signature laugh. You wheelie whacked me up, Wyan. That evening was spent with you and Elmer, watching the sunset in the woods, and everything was right with Elmer at last. Sweet, ain't it? Bugs replied, appearing out of nowhere. Get back here, Mr. Wabbit! Elmer exclaimed, yanking his gun out yet again. I thought his gun was already out if he was watching the sunset with you. ha <laughs> ha! That was that was bad too. I, I like how like I'm so cocky that this is gonna really work with Elmer. I'm like, guess what? You didn't catch that rabbit, <laughs> but you caught me. But you got me. I mean, yeah, the thing man, is, it did me. work. It's all that matters. You, yeah, you and Elmer fucked. You were house sitting for Granny as she was on a three week long seniors cruise, leaving you with her pets, Sylvester and Tweety. They were pretty rambunctious, but somehow you managed so to I'm keep them person. under control. I'm a person in this suddenly, situation. Suddenly, I just want that to be clear. Unfortunately. Whatever suddenly, relations are about to occur will be between the physical me and whatever character. Yeah. The actual you. Suddenly, as you sat watching some TV, out from the corner of your eye, you noticed Sylvester about to devour Tweeter. Tweety. Okay, that's it, you exclaimed, gripping Sylvester so much that he coughed Tweety back up. Sorry, Sylvester. Guess I forgot to feed you guys. You suddenly perked up, grabbing your cell phone. But we can fix that right now, you smiled. Who wants pizza? Well, Thuffer and Thuckatath, that's all you had to say, Sylvester replied. No that's, relations, just okay. pizza. That was a little disappointing. <laughs> this one starts off with note. Parentheses YN equals your name. Thank you. You, this is the seventh one. Now you put that? <laughs> Must have been getting a lot of feedback. Be like, who is this YN character? Yeah, who's who's Yin? And then the next one is, this story also includes a special cameo at the end from three zany to the max characters. Jesus. Do you want to get to the three characters are before we go? Three Looney Tune characters? That co- I mean, the... Oh, they're, they're not. They're not Looney Tunes. No. They're cartoons? They are cartoons. I don't know. Recently uh, got a reboot. Oh, the Animaniacs. It was Valentine's Day at the Warner Brothers. It was Valentine's Day at the Warner Brothers studio lot, and it seemed like it was going to be another lonely one for you, too. You gave a sigh and sat down on a nearby bench until what looked like a small tornado approached, if tornado snarled and spat, that is. It was none other than the Tasmanian devil, who had just finished tearing through the side of a brick wall, what wrong, Ryan? Taz asked, looking slightly concerned. It's nothing, Taz, you responded. It's just that ever since I started working here, it seems like Valentine's, every every Valentine's, everyone has something, someone to love but me. 
Taz be you, Valentine, Taz exclaimed, wrapping his arms around you and giving you a massive wet kisses. You know me, sad, blah, 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 Ryan, blah, blah. Taz picked you up and spun you around in his tornado body, happily giggling. You laughed, too, for a wild, kind of stupid tune. He was actually pretty cute. Taz, take Ryan on romantic day, blah, blah, blah. Ew. Meanwhile, in the bushes, three very familiar characters poked their heads out. The middle child was holding a pair of binoculars. Well, I don't know, guys. I'd give it a week before he eats, Ryan. Yakko spoke. I'm kind of hungry myself, Wacko replied, devouring his binoculars. Oh, relax, you guys, Dot exclaimed. The important thing is that Taz finally found someone. What is this, an after-school special? Yakko replied. There's a uh, video on YouTube, which is Yakko's world, but of just the countries that recognize Israel as a state, and it's really funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> it's really God. funny. Um, you were trying out for a spot on the Toon Squad nice. oh, when she walked oh. up. She, in particular, was Lola Bunny, your coach. You couldn't just take your eyes off her slender yet athletic bunny body bunny or her attractive bunny. face. Not, I don't like bunny body. I don't like that. Hey there. You're looking sporty looking. Lola smiled, grabbing a basketball. Let's do a little one-on-one. Chess, you and me. You rushed over to the net. <laughs> you Lola sprinted to the net. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, of course. You fall all over yourself trying to get off the bench. You really want to have sex with a bunny. You run as fast as you can. You ready? She asked. You nodded, and she very quickly dribbled around you. You only got the ball for a few quick seconds and attempted to do a fake-out shot when she grabbed the ball, a fa- jumped a higher than you could, shot? and landed a perfect slam dunk. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You responded out of breath. You're on the team, Lola giggled, handing you a Toon Squad jersey and shorts. It was number 69. Just remember, don't call me doll as she walked away in an extremely sultry manner you were left stunned in a puddle of your own sweat and drool your tongue out like stairs you quickly regained your composure then noticed something fall from the insides of your jersey it was lola's number this is going to be a great basketball season you thought smiling i am going to bang that wabbit i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna have so much sex with that wabbit. All right. When you were a kid, did Lola Bunny do things to you during uh, Space Jam? No, but upon rewatch, I was like, holy crap. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah, they made her very kid, sexy. I, think I realized that. I was just like, where's, where's Newman? Yeah. Yeah, we're Newman! <laughs> Bill Murray, Ghostbusters. This one is just fucking... <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have gone to Mexico, you sighed. You were only supposed to be visiting for a few days before heading back to the U.S., but in no way expected to get abducted by a cat, and a rather stupid one at that. He <laughs> the cat grinned, stroking your brown fur. I've been dying for a decent meal out here. Eh, hey, gringo, came a uh, high-pitched Spanish-accented voice. It was another mouse. He was tan-skinned with a little tuft of black hair. He wore a white shirt with shorts, an enormous yellow sombrero, and a little red scarf around his neck. You'd better drop his bonita, senor. Uh, uh, <laughs> bonito. <laughs> Sorry. You'd better drop guapo this. Guapo, senor. I, I, yeah, there's a. It's guapo, senor. You'd better drop this. Uh, this guapo, senor, rapido, or I'll uh, go up your nariz, ese. Senor guapo. Expand in partially Spanish. I. Guapo, no, senor. Flip it. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. 
And why should a strong cat like me listen to a weak little squirt like you? The cat asked him in his somewhat dopey voice. <laughs> oh, why should a strong right, cat Al. like me listen to a weak little squirt like you? The cat asked him in his somewhat dopey voice. Arriba, arriba, andale, andale, ipa, ipa, yeehaw! The mouse wildly exclaimed, running over to the cat at the speed of sound. Within less than a few seconds, you were completely safe. But the cat, who had picked you up, had been shaved. Every hair plucked clean off. I'll never work on this side of the border. Wait, wait a minute. Okay, hang on. Is that me? Is that what you think I sound like? This is not I'll never work on this. No, that's how you sound. I'll never work on this side of the border, the cat exclaimed and ran off, completely bald. Thank you so much, you started to say. Wait, who are you? No need for gracias, senor. De las Estados Unidos, the mouse replied. Yo soy Speedy Gonzalez, the fastest mouse in all of Mexico. Say, if you're not busy this evening, I know a great cantina we could hit up. You want to come? <laughs> what? These, these, the, all these tunes have great game. They're all just like so casual about it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, no sweat. But like, oh, God, me and my friends are some, some of my friends are getting together. Like, you down? Like, I know this great little spot. <laughs> but like, also like, you want to go? Hey, stop thanking me you trying to have with sex? words and thank me with dinner. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> thank me with your mouth. Uh, see, you replied, feeling very attracted to the little mouse that saved ooh, your life. Ooh. <laughs> totally random. Didn't need to put that in. Not the biggest fan of that. All right. After a long day working on their cartoons, the animated characters were ready to head back to their homes. Okay, so in this universe, it's all they're acting, but they're actually animated, and they're just going home for the day yep. after filming has wrapped. You were in charge of props, and you noticed a completely flattened Wiley... Wiley Coyote coming to return a massive anvil that had just been used in his latest cartoon entitled Birdie Dancing. I'm, I'm, I'm prop That's master hilarious. in this universe. I like that. You're prop master. Yeah, Which for sure. always the person who was assistant stage manager who didn't do anything until the first night of the show. Hey, I'm, pro- I'm prop master. Hey, exactly. put that back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Put that, put that where I had it. Does anyone have any tape? Master. I'm going to tape outlines for all this stuff. Tape? All right, I'll, I'll pick some up and bring it next time. We'll have it for the last show. <laughs> Does anyone have any tape? Please, please. Does anyone have any tape? Um, one second. You were in charge of props, and you noticed a completely flattened Wiley Coyote coming to return a massive anvil that had just been used in his latest cartoon entitled Birdie Dancing. I just wanted that again. Birdie Dancing's funny. Before the coyote could even stand up to the place, the anvil on the counter you were working on, the roadrunner dashed in front, placing a box of Acme Birdseed that was used in the cartoon. Meep, meep, the large bird exclaimed before rushing off yet again. Wiley gave an audible sigh, slumping back down. What's the matter, Wiley, you asked? Rough day at the office? The coyote nodded, as much as he could despite being a complete pancake. You picked the anvil off his body, then picked the coyote up, straightening him back to his normal shape. The brown-furred, scraggly coyote held up a large sign reading, I can never catch him. It's getting very infuriating. Well, if you caught him, there wouldn't be any more cartoons, and you'd be out of a job, you replied. I know it's painful. Hey, I've got an idea. You want to go somewhere with me after we check out? Wiley nodded, then grabbed a marker, writing on the other end of the sign. He turned it around. The sign now read, We could look at my rare dynamite collection. We all know what that (laughs) means. That sounds fun, you chuckled, but I was thinking more along the lines of the movies. Wiley quickly erased and scribbled a new message on his sign. Sure thing. He may be attuned a few words, but Wiley's a great guy to have around. Dude, that's just like uh, that scene from Love Actually. Wiley Coyote then scribbled quickly. It said, say that there are carolers. <laughs> it, it's carolers. 
yeah. with Andrew Lincoln. From Love Actually. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> and I like that so I good. came onto Wiley Coyote in this one. Like, I was feeling so bad for him. And he's like, yeah, you want to check up? You want to go check out my dynamite? You, you want to go see my dynamite connection? I'm like, is how about a movie, Wiley? How about you and me just get out of here? Yeah. Let's just take it slow. You're like, and afterwards, I'm going to make you say meep meep. Say it's carolers. <laughs> that wasn't that funny, but I appreciate the laugh. Okay, okay. This is the last one. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, I hope it's Foghorn Leghorn. I would really appreciate that. Oh, I wish. Honestly, there's two two big ones we've missed. Two of the main that ones we've Daffy missed. Is, is, is not made an appearance yet. Love to see some Daffy. Neither has Borky Pig. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I Oh, uh, Yos- Yosemite um, Sam. Ever Yosemite since Sam would be what? good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's funny that, like, you are technically supposed to be a cartoon character in this as well. And they're, like, they like the whole thing takes place in this cartoon world. And they have, like, their jobs that they're filming, like, movies. It's and they Muppets. go home. Um, so, like, you're not even having sex with Bugs Bunny. You're having sex with the person that plays Bugs Bunny or the bunny that plays Bugs Bunny. I think yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's a cool Roger Rabbit. I'm the real person interacting with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm yeah. picturing right now. Exactly. Um, ever since you'd started working at the Warner Brothers studio as a toon stunt double, you'd you'd no idea. You'd have no idea. You'd ha- you had no idea that Daffy Duck of all people would develop a crush on you. Daffy was your favorite Looney Tunes character, but you had Dude, this no is some really idea messed he'd be up so stuff. clean. It's like, it imagine how much power Daffy has over me as my favorite Looney Tunes character. <laughs> he'd be like, "Hey there, Ryan. If you want to make it in Looney Tunes." <laughs> You should come back to my trailer. <laughs> His real name is actually just Daffy <laughs> yeah, Weinstein. Just like, Daffy Duck is just like, like stage hey, name. I mean, like, I, got, I, I would love to just like take any notes I possibly can from you. Like, like any time. He's like, yeah, I <laughs> can get get aside some time this evening if you like. And I'm like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And like, to make it in this business, you're going to have to do something despicable stuff. <laughs> now get on your knee f- and fuck it. Okay. Daffy was. Your yeah, I don't like. I don't. I just. I don't like the power no dynamic idea. immediately. I hate it. I'm not the biggest fan. If I'm being real with you, but you had no idea he'd be no idea he'd be so clingy when it came to being an significant other. It was always oh right oh Ryan you look foul rabbiting today or Ryan my Thor de vivre want to hear the thong I wrote. It's about you and I and our relationship. Woohoo! Woohoo! To be honest, as annoying as it got sometimes, you had to admit he was one cute duck. You know what, Daff? You told him one day. I'm really starting to like you. I'm glad you could see things my way, Ryan. Daffy laughed. Then noticed it looked like you wanted to ask him something. Penny for your thoughts? You bent down on one knee, opened up a small ring box with a gorgeous diamond. Daffy's eyes grew extremely wide and looked at Daffy longingly. Daffy's eyes... Oh. You opened up a small ring box with a gorgeous diamond, parentheses. Daffy's eyes grew extremely wide, and parentheses, and looked at Daffy longingly. Daffy Duck, you spoke. Will you marry me? <laughs> yes! Daffy hollered. No amount of woohoos could describe how amazing a little black duck was feeling. So I slept all around the Looney Tunes lot, and I eventually ended up with Daffy. Quite frankly, you're a part of a weird uh, Warner Brothers power dynamic, which has probably existed for over a century. I mean, 
yeah, I guess I'm glad I settled down. I'm like, you know what? I'm really starting to like you. Oh, really? And then I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to marry you right now. Just because I've started to like you. I'm going to be real, Ryan. I think you make some really impulsive decisions sometimes. And this is just one hey, of them. He's my favorite Looney Tune character. i got to lock that down. Tomorrow. He has been your favorite Looney Tune character. And I need a prenup because if he turns around, he wakes up one day and all of a sudden, I don't know, I let myself go or he doesn't like what he sees. Yeah. I, I need half that money. Yeah. You know, I just got to say, I feel like this author had a really big uh, missed opportunity. With, you know, since you're hooking up, you specifically are hooking up with all these Looney Tunes characters. I feel like they really could have said, Porky Pig, I want to pork you, Pig. I want they didn't do you it. to pork um, me. Pig. Yeah. Yeah. So besides that, what did you, what did you think? How'd you, it how'd was you pretty feel? rapid fire. I really couldn't like set myself in any of the scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was just like really, this ludicrous... You know, um, premise where it's just like am i so desirable that none of the looney tunes can like resist asking me out like they can't wait to like get to me they're just like as soon as they're like have one sentence they're like but like what are you doing tonight like hey like we're going out right (laughs) like you and me one-on-one no group dynamic very intense very intimate you and me no group dynamic that's true hmm I mean, have some confidence in yourself, though. You're a good guy. You're a nice guy. You know, I, I think any Looney Tune would be happy well, and lucky well, to be well, with thank you, you quite but frankly. I would, I would, especially if someone with the star power of Daffy, I, I would have to think there was some sort of ulterior motive. There's some sort of power, some sort of dark and twisted Aziz Ansari sort of inspiration. You know, <laughs> why would you pick Aziz Ansari of all the people for me to? What? <laughs> What, is Daphne going to put his, his wings, his feathers in your mouth while he's kissing you? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't get that one, but okay. Um, okay, I mean, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I would have picked a different person, um, but I agree. There's a weird power dynamic going on with Daffy. I don't know if I agree with mm-hmm. it, but that's definitely there. Interesting. Any other thoughts about... Uh, about the Looney Tunes fan fiction we just did. We haven't done one of those uh, yet. At one point during that, we had three listeners, actually. Um, but then it went down, it went back to I think two. we still do. Um, so that's, Damn. that's. I mean, I got to go, I got to vote with the people on this one. I have to throw this one in the, <laughs> you gotta vote with the people. trash pile. Thick trash pile brought to you by Glad. Glad, the better trash pag. We gotta start getting ad sponsored if we're gonna be live streaming. That's what I'm trying to say. I was about to say I really don't know where you're going with this, but I'd love to see where you take it. That was it. That was, <laughs> that was it. I, I didn't really have anywhere to go with it. I just I was I was honestly I, I kind of pulled a Robin Hood and I was hoping for a bailout and you didn't give me one, Alex. So I that's just, where I, I went I, with I it. I was like swinging on vines and I didn't see the next one, but I was like, it, it's gonna be there, and I just let go, sailing into empty space. That's basically what you did. Yeah, yeah, that's what you did. Uh, well, oh, there we go. Any, what did you like about the piece? What, what did you enjoy about good. what we just read? Good about if myself. I, I mean, made me feel beautiful. A lot of Looney Tunes like um, you. I liked the Wiley e. Coyote, yeah. Andrew Lincoln, Love Actually uh, comparison. Um, yeah, and I liked, I liked the Pitch Perfect, was good. Uh, Kristen Stewart uh, casting for the Tweety Bird story. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. That was good. Things I didn't like. Uh, Foghorn Leghorn was not included. 
Um, I thought the Pepe Le Pew one was, was extremely yeah. lazy. Um, no, no Porky, Porky Pig. Pig. Huge, huge, huge missed opportunity there. Um, yeah, and I, I would have liked to focus more on what it's like when my first day on the job, the star of the studio lot asks me out on a date. What <laughs> happens that night? Because there's some terrible. Like we okay. need to, we need to write that. We need to write. We need to write a. So you want to know how you and Daffy got together, not how you ended up. Yeah, that's true. This was, was like this was like what you're asking. Eight times Ryan got a date with someone who thought he was a soulmate, and one time he actually did. And that's Daffy. Uh, like the all other the other Looney Tunes that I got on, I got out, made out. Yeah, I got on David's, yeah. whatever it is. Sometimes they didn't think you were the soulmate. They just thought you were a good slam piece. Like, like Speedy Gonzalez yeah, was ready yeah, to pump and That was like dump. mutual. We're both like, I, I feel like with Bugs, we're very much not on the same page. Bugs is, Bugs, Bugs. No, no, Bugs, Bugs. Yeah, Bugs were like, oh, like, sure. I'm like, what is this? And Bugs is like, yeah, you're nothing. And then I'm like, okay, fine, I'm nothing. So then I go back, <laughs> you know, I get on Tinder or whatever. I start swiping. And then Bugs is like texting me like, why don't you like me? Like, you always treat me so bad. It's like, oh, God, Bugs, what? You're a mess. You are a mess, Bugs. You know, you you think you think he'd have more confidence. No, no, he, he just really wants doesn't. to manipulate me. He just wants an easy target. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why the that's duck right. got the boy at the end. Yeah, the duck gave the duck gave the boy. The Good for him. The boy. I just feel bad for you because ducks have corkscrew penises that fall off and then grow back every yeah, year. I, 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 they can't leave without the. You know, I can't give. I, it doesn't matter what my consent is. They, they're the ones who take it out. Uh, ducks are notorious rapers so, in real life. Um, but honestly, you kind of deserve each other. You know what? Now that you know we're what? Talking, that sounds like you. Other. That does sound like you. <laughs> you know what, Ryan? You are the duck I'm of humans. Yeah, that sounds like you. You you <laughs> you, you eat a lot of man. bread, and you're just a, a, a terrible person. <laughs> I think you drink a lot of bread, but maybe the beer. But that's about it. Did Nelly just walk by? Can you put her back yeah, in the frame right over there? Oh, she's so sweet, though. Okay, okay. Uh, so what are you stoked what on, stoked my guy? On? Um, this time you have an excuse because we didn't know we were going to do an episode. So I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked on this format, man. I'm, we're talking like this is my bud, like the rosebud thorn. I'm I'm hyped about this format. I think it's great. I think we're only going to get better with time. I think we have a lot of opportunities for interaction with listeners and viewers, and I think um, yeah, I think it's going to be good. I'm excited about it. I, I think it is too. I'm excited to do the the Dune live stream tomorrow. I think That's we're gonna have fun if we can figure it out. Don't screw them. We'll just watch it and have a great time. Yeah, dude. I mean, if we can't live stream it, who cares? It's like if you saw the uh, what what did uh, Alex add to his Dune shelf videos? I added. It's you know, I just put them up because I was like, man, this is. I feel happy about this, but it was like I didn't need to. You know, I didn't need to put those up. You know. So, uh, well, sweet. I'm I'm glad you're excited on this. You're stoked on this format. Um, that was kind of a cop out, stoked on. Be real with you on that one. You know, I'm just just trying to be honest. Um, kind of phoned it in on that. I skyped but it in. That's okay. I skyped it in this time. You definitely skyped it in. You definitely skyped it in. So that's that's okay. Um, I'm stoked on the fact that we started streaming 69 minutes ago because that's pretty sick. Uh, but besides that, um, what am I stoked? I'm stoked on Akira. I so I mentioned last episode that I had Akira and I was going to read it. Um, and out of the all the stuff I have to read day to day for work, 
um, I finally got a chance to, you know, every, every night at a specific time, I like have, you know, 10 minutes or 15 or 20 minutes, whatever to read something for fun, which is nice because it's all just reading for work. And, um, I picked up Akira, um, which I know I told you about it a little bit. Do you know, do you know what it is? Do you know anything about it? Or do you want to, do you want me to give is you like a little bit of a like, backstory? Cyberpunk or, is, uh, I can't really, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so for like pop culture historians and people who care, um, they really, really attribute Akira Ghost in the Shell, which I haven't read, um, to Android Stream of Electric Sheep slash Blade Runner and Neuromancer, which is also a book, um, to like creating the cyberpunk genre. Um, Neuromancer was kind of like the final nail in the coffin and everything else like also like coalesced to create this like genre of story and lifestyle that people ended up loving. It's very of its time. I mean, we wouldn't, you know, if we were creating some some semblance of cyberpunk today, it wouldn't be right. And there's actually a really good video. I think it's by the nerd writer, um, nerd writer one on YouTube about why altered carbon cyberpunk doesn't feel too correct. I love altered carbon, the TV show on Netflix. So, um, I'm not saying anything bad about it, but it's basically saying that cyberpunk was a genre created for a specific set of anxieties in the 1980s. And, um, now that we have a different set, cyberpunk isn't necessarily as resonant with audiences as it was. Needless to say, that doesn't matter because I read Akira finally, it's a six parts, uh, six trades. It was amazing. It was it was fantastic. I have, um, it was a manga originally. It was released, I think, weekly or monthly in smaller parts. They collected them and put them into six trades. And the writer, I mentioned this last episode, I'll say it again. The writer really wanted American and um, UK audiences to read it. So he himself helped flip all the images so you could read it from left to right instead of right to left like you would a regular manga. Um, he helped translate all the words to English, and any time there was an action bubble that you know was in Japanese, he changed it to English, and any time that there was writing on a wall that was Japanese, he changed it to English uh, in the drawing, and um, it's really good. I mean, it is it is definitely cyberpunk with like the big you know skyscrapers, the the fast cars, all this other stuff, but this adds a very different like. Um, government doing you know experiments on people element um with uh psycho kin what's it called psycho something like that it, people can move things with their minds that's or do things with their minds like that's that's the mutation people get from another explosion or from the nuclear age um and it's really good i i have never read manga before i know i'm an uncultured uh, non-weeaboo swine and I really enjoyed it. So I, I would definitely say uh, the movie's on Netflix. I haven't watched it. Um, but, you know, give that a chance at least. And if not, pick up Akira. Pick up the um, the graphic novel and read it. It's it's 25 bucks, but it's like 360 pages. And um, in addition to that, I actually just got Valerian and The Inkle, which are two French comics um, translated to English. I just got those in the mail, and I'm excited to read those. So I'm stoked on on foreign comics. How about Valerian that? Valerian was that terrible movie that came out with like Dane DeHaan and, and uh, whoever that other girl is. Oh God, what's her name? She's like she's like vaguely she's hot. Intense in the way. She was what the enchantress in Suicide Squad. <sighs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. She's a good looking girl, and she she is a but good she actress. Was, that too. was with that wanna, Valeria, um, like the Thousand know. Worlds or whatever it's called. That. Valerian of a Thousand Planets. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, what's her name? Why, why can't uh, Cara Deva- Delev- yes. Delevingne? Cara, Cara Delevingne. 
Yes, she said when she was cast as Enchantress, she ran into the forest naked and danced in the moonlight. Okay, I mean that's probably that's probably the end of her career right there. So, no, um, Valerian probably was, but, but... That, that's that's probably a good that's a good place to stop it right there. We'll just, just end it right there. Yeah, Dane yeah. Dahan. Yeah, I Dane will Dahan say. And uh, did you see Valerian? No, was it really no, that bad? But, uh, <laughs> So you're calling it trash. I, I, uh, I was Mary not the Sue. only person who didn't see it. A lot of us did not see it. So um, I, I haven't seen it. I wanted to read the book first. All right. Well, maybe if there's as, as vocal a crowd for uh, Valerian as there is for Akira or for Alita, then we will uh, do a mega two yep. episode bundle for that. Yeah, why not? I will tell you as far as the you know the three. I, I haven't seen Ghost in the Shell or read Ghost in the Shell, so I guess I'm you're talking about on that the, one. But you're talking as about far the, as the three uh, that I have, seen, you, 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 the Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson movie, classic, yeah. the Scarlett Johansson classic. Yes, yes, yeah, blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I haven't, I haven't seen the manga or the anime. I haven't read the manga or seen the anime. But I will say, as far as like quote unquote cyberpunk tent poles or foundations go, um. I would put them, not that I need to rank them, um, but from what I've consumed, I would put them in order of androids. Do androids dream? I, I'm going to consider the book and the movie two separate things. Do androids dream of electric sheep is number one. I loved it. Akira would be number two. Blade Runner would be number three. And the Neuromancer would be number four. I liked Neuromancer. If you don't know anything about it, it's basically the thing that like created the like surfing in cyberspace on a keyboard. Um, like that was sort of like the basis of all of that. It, it actually created the term cyber. It didn't create, it popularized the term cyberspace. Neuromancer did. Um, so it's interesting. It's good. It's, um, it's one of those things that if you like sci-fi, you probably should read it, but you don't have to love it. If that makes any sense. And I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. So, um, that would be, that would be my rankings for uh cyberpunk things. And I'm not even the biggest cyberpunk fan. So who cares what I say? So, um, but I would know. Let's do a cyberpunk episode, bro. I'd love to talk about cyberpunk. I, I, I hope I have a pretty good foundation on it to talk about it. I did, I did, I did read that one short story you sent me, which was terrifying. I scream, but I, I would scream, but I have no mouth. Oh, that's not cyberpunk, but that's really good. Yeah, that is. Um, I have no mouth and I must scream by Harlan check, Ellison. Check, check. That is a very good short story. Um, that is about a rogue AI uh, who. Uh, this is literally like the the preface of the of the story a rogue ai who um realizes that he can take over other ais and you know every country in the 1980s had one is the idea or the whenever uh they all merged into one and it hated humanity for being bound to a computer so it blew it up besides four people who um he decided he would torture until the end of the world and so it's about four people being endlessly tortured by an ai That's it's like dante's inferno meets windows 95 it is a very yes. intense <laughs> that is such a good way to describe it too that's insane yeah um that is a great short story it's it is bleak and it is sad and like you like if you want to be scared shitless about ai i think it's a really good story to read so and i think we should be scared shitless so about AI. go out there go to your local library with a mask and uh become scared of ai yeah i am become scared of ai um shitter of pants so uh, well, sweet. I think that wraps it up. I think that wraps up the first ever live uh, episode. That, what do you think? Uh, I think that does. I think that's pretty good. Our stream health is five. I don't know what that means. Um, Our st- I don't. Even, I think that's five times people viewed it. I have no idea. It says two watching now, but I don't know hmm. if that's true or not. So, um, well, if, if you watched this or if you're going to watch this, if you're going to listen to this, because this is going to be on our actual podcast uh, 
thing. Uh, thank you for listening. I, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you taking the time. If you come back and you watch this later, I, I hope you enjoy it, and I, I hope you enjoy what we have to say, or at least are entertained by what we have to say. Um, if you want to dunk on the Mary Sue, let let us know, and we'll figure out a way to do that uh, more often, because I think we'll always take the opportunity to do that. Um, what else, Ryan? Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe yeah. to us on YouTube. Uh, watch our Dune live stream, because uh, by the time this is posted on the actual podcast feed, as the audio, it'll probably be passed, but if, you know... Go back on YouTube and watch it. It should be fun if it's on there. What do you think? I think if you're watching this live, you're a dedicated fan, and tune in tomorrow for a very special surprise. It's going to be great. No one's ready for what's going to happen. It's going to be shocking. Um, People will never think of us the same way ever again. And, um, yeah, please tune in. Uh, I don't quite know what you're talking about, but I'm happy we're not in the same place. Just, just, just come prepared to be terrified. Sweet, yeah, I can always end the Skype call if we have to. So let's let's just keep that in our back pocket. How about that? Uh, well, wondrous, Ryan. What should we remember? Normally, this is the part of the show where I would call back something or say something nice. Um, But, uh, you know, it's only 2021, so I really don't have anything for it. So, for now, I'll just have to say, that's all, folks.